Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Rachel Uncensored, the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. I'm Rachel, and this is my podcast. So that's all I have to say about that. If you had any questions, I can't hear them. So move along. Do your own thing. Ah, I've missed you all. It's been two weeks. How's everybody doing? Again, I can't hear you. But Blaze is scratching. Come here. Now he's naked. I took off his collar so you guys can't hear him. Naked boy. Use naked boy. Do you think dogs feel naked without their collar on? They can't. They don't have the concept of naked, right? They just are just vibing. What do you think a dog thinks its collar means? Do they have a thought? I don't understand animal brains. How do we know what they think about and what they don't? When they're like, animals don't think about this. They think about this. But then say, animals, we'll just never know, right? Because animals can't communicate with us. So I stress out when people say dogs don't feel guilty or remember when they do bad things, they don't have a memory of that, blah, blah, blah. But when you walk in the door and then they act all weird because they've done something wrong, but it's never been something you've shamed them for before. So the correlation is, I just, I don't know. I just don't think that scientists are always right when it comes to animals and what their brain's thoughts do. And I just, I'm really sad that we'll never understand it. And I don't, my tiny little pea brain can't comprehend how their brain could function different than ours because it's not in a way that ours functions. You know, how are they thinking? They don't think English. They don't have English thoughts. They don't have a language thought. Do they speak dog? Is there a dog language? Where, like, what, how are they thinking? Right? Whatever your, your language is, is how you think. How does... We all, we, most people have internal dialogues, correct? Now I'm, now I'm stressing. Now I'm stressing about people who are, who are deaf. I know that I, I've been told this before, but my brain can't comprehend how they think. They think in thought, like they think in, uh, they think in, in visions and, and smells and whatnot, but they can't have an internal dialogue. And that stresses me out. That stresses me out a lot when people don't have internal dialogues. So I've just, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere right now. I had 20 different thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop speaking about this, but I will continue speaking because today we're not going to do Am I the Assholes? No, no, no. We're just going to do confessions. And these are when people already know that they're an asshole. They just need to get it off their chest, but they can't tell people in their life because then they'll be judged. They don't care if the internet judges them. So they just get their confessions out there, and we're going to read them. Sounds like a grand old time to me. So let's do it. This one I read, and I went, I feel as if this happens more than we think. I sold a guy $120 worth of pictures of my husband's feet. Haven't we all? Haven't we all? A random dude sent me a DM on IG saying I looked good and wanted to see more, etc. Average Tuesday for most women online. I usually just block and ignore, but this guy was straight to the point. He said he was dying to see a picture of my feet since I don't ever post them and he's willing to pay for it. 
The main reasons why I never post them are there are creeps like these guys everywhere and I don't like the idea of a random dude yanking over my feet. Two, my feet are ugly. Some <laughs> like Sasquatch ugly. My husband, on the other hand, has a pair of princess feet. Seriously, he has the cutest feet ever. They are really feminine and he takes really good care of them. I jokingly told my husband about the guy who DM'd me saying I should take pictures of his feet and sell them to him. He laughed, and th but then said, do you think he would fall for it? We decided to try our chances, and I replied to the guy saying I would send him a picture for $20. He was pretty quick and paid me. I then shaved my husband's legs near the ankles, took a pretty nice picture, and sent, sent it to the guy. Well, the guy was more than happy, apparently, and he said he was willing to pay $100 for a pack. Me and my husband couldn't believe this was actually happening, but we accepted it. I painted his toenails and made him wear some skinny jeans and yoga pants. The guy paid us and I delivered him the pack. He seemed to like the pictures a lot, a real lot, because he was asking for more now, LMAO. Yo, do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. I could never sell my feet pic. It's become a joke online, but it's something serious that happens. But also a lot of people are scamming other people saying they want feet pics, but you have to prove you're real by sending me $60 first and then I'll send it back. But, but there's scammers are in that world now i have a lot of friends who tried to break into that world and just couldn't because it's just scammers trying to scam other scammers people have tried to get me not like oh, people online have obviously tried to get me to do this but people i know have said like, why don't you do that like you could make a lot of money why don't you do OnlyFans? i cannot stand the idea of a random guy me pleasuring a random guy that is just not in my brain capacity a lot of people say you know oh well you're getting money from him you're using him yeah yes but i'm also pleasuring him and there is not a single morsel of me that wants to pleasure a man like that no even when i acted straight even when i thought i was straight i have zero desire to give a man that much pleasure so her husband doing it was an amazing loophole i give no shame to women who do this who sell feet pics whatever do your thing I just cannot do it because I refuse to pleasure a man that much. It disgusts me. It would go against everything I believed. To just, bleh, bleh, bleh. So I love that she found a loophole. And hey, if the man was satisfied, the man was satisfied. <laughs> I guess you could be like, consent. But I don't know. He doesn't know it'll hurt him, right? Ugh. I'm just saying. All right. Here's another one. My boyfriend, she, wait, I wonder if they're going to do more. I hope she makes a business out of this with her husband's princess feet. <sighs> but people get greedy. They always end up wanting more. Watch out. All right. This is a new one. My boyfriend cheated on me with a 15 year old. Nope. Your boyfriend. Well, wait, depending on your ages. My now ex boyfriend, 23. Yep. Trigger warning. Your boyfriend did not cheat on you with a 15 year old. Your boyfriend sexually assaulted a 15 year old. That's worse. My now ex boyfriend, 23, cheated on me, a 21 year old, with a 15 year old. They never had sex, but he asked her for nudes. Okay, that is call the cops. That's wrong. We were only together a month and he definitely manipulated me. He did so many things that made me feel secure and I don't know how to live with like maybe he did care about me. No, he didn't. No, he didn't care about you, sweetie girl. He did not. But he also cheated and is a pedophile. There you go. Way to know the word. I don't think I'll ever be able to get over this. Bro fumbled it for the world because I'm not dating again after this fiasco. Edit. I dumped him within five minutes of finding out. Good for you. I told the police the same day. Good for 
You. I told his mom, yes, you did. Yes, bring his mother into this. I outed him on Twitter. Oh, we're getting public. I haven't contacted him since this happened about a week and a half ago, and I don't plan on it. I hope the cops do something with the information I gave them and that he rots in jail. I was gonna, I was concerned because a lot of times women just don't do anything about it because that's a society has set, up, set it up where if we do do anything, we end up getting the shit end of the stick somehow. But no, girl didn't just break up with him. She didn't just go to the cops. She ratted him out to his mother. And I absolutely love that. And I think that's how things should be handled. And then, of course, she took it to the social media. <sighs> 15-year-old, bro, this, he was a piece of shit. And I'm glad you're out. And I'm glad he, you didn't let him manipulate you a moment more. Congratulations. Oh, all right. There's a big one coming in. There's a big confession. So before we do that, let's check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor. Skims. Skims is our sponsor for today. Everyone knows that finding a perfect t-shirt can be a challenge. Whether it's too big, too small, the fit is weirdly cut, or the quality is severely lacking. Luckily, I found the perfect t-shirt and it's at Skims. They have crop silhouettes for them femmes to long sleeves, layering tees, and there's styles for everyone. I've been wearing Skims for over a year now, and I absolutely love the quality of everything I've gotten. It's silky smooth, it fits well, and my girlfriend always steals them from me. I absolutely love the cotton jersey t-shirt they sent me. It fits like an absolute dream. I wear it all the time. And my girlfriend stole the Skims soft smoothing t-shirt because it's extremely flattering and she can wear it on casual errands or when she wants to dress up for the night. If you want to try them out, then shop Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that I sent you, that Rachel Uncensored sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop down menu that follows. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Here's another confession. I'm kind of liking these. They're, they're not asking any questions. They're just stating it. They're just stating the shit. They know it's shit, and they're just, here. Here you go. Here's a pile of it. Soak in it. Oh, I like the title of this. I've been faking some pregnancy symptoms. Get yours, girl. Do what you got to do. You're pregnant. Fake it. I don't care. I swear I'm not doing it for attention or anything. My husband and I are expecting our second child in just a couple weeks. Our firstborn is 11, and husband spent the majority of that pregnancy deployed. Oh, I'm sorry. They shipped out when I was two months pregnant, and while he made it back in time for the main event, he missed about 85% of the pregnancy. 
Oh, I'm sorry. He always regretted not being there to help me, but I was Navy too once, and I get that the military does not care about your civilian partner, and I've never held it against him. Okay, good. So far, this seems pretty on par. You're just like, you get it. He gets it. You're both sad about it, but okay. Now we're here for the second one. We're here. Let's get it going. Fast forward to this pregnancy, and he's been the most attentive, loving partner I could ever ask for. Fantastic. I'm so happy for you. The problem is there isn't much for him to do. (laughs) He's, my God, he's a sympathetic puker. So I made him leave me alone during the stint of, oh, hypermesis, hypermesis. Does that mean when you get nauseous? I don't know big words. I am sorry. Uh, He does his best to support the gestational diabetes diet I'm on, but that's mostly something I have to control. He he can't exactly take the pressure off my internal organs either. And he has voiced how bad he feels and there's not much he can do to make this easier on me. I love that he's trying. I love this. And I love what you're about to say. So faking a few things, nothing major, but I still feel kind of bad about it. I have had zero random cravings, but one time I said, hey, I think I want fajitas for dinner. He lit up like a Christmas tree at the opportunity to do something for me. This is sweet. This is adorable. I absolutely love this. I would love it. I'm someone, if he's anything like me, I love being given a task to do. If I know someone's unhappy or upset or whatever, give me, give me a physical task to do to let me help you. Because I, I, I'll listen to you rant. I'll listen to you complain, but... I, I want to fix it. I'm a fixer. And I know a lot of times with emotions, you just can't. You really can't fix it. So I love that you're giving him actual tasks to do because it's also in return making you feel loved. Seeing him want to love on you that much and be that involved. I actually think this is a wonderful thing and not a bad thing at all. You're letting him help you. You're getting extra things from it. You're feeling loved. He gets to feel like he's helping. I think this is absolutely wonderful and there's no shame on this at all. Okay, but let me read a little bit more just in case. He looked like the world's sweetest puppy when I thanked him for taking us out to dinner. So I did it again a few weeks later. I mentioned an ice cream I was quote unquote desperately craving. Off he ran, happy as could be, and came back with three pints of it to stash away. It's only ever been little things like that. He genuinely seems thrilled to be able to do something to cheer me up or to make me feel better. Tonight, I took a warm bath. After drawing the tub, I slipped a little trying to stand up. Too much bubble bath plus enormous belly equals Bambi on ice. And instead of dealing with it myself, I called him in to, quote unquote, help me up. Again, he was so sweet and happy to be able to support me. I feel kind of bad and he knows how ruthlessly independent I've always been and he genuinely wants to help however he can. I don't think you should feel bad at all. In fact, I think you should feel good about yourself. He wants to be there. If he was... If he was being a, a shit partner and then you just wanted to get back at him, so you're making him do things, I'd be like, just leave his ass. But this is a guy that's really wanting to be there and really wanting to help. And he seems to love it. And you're getting happiness from this. I think this is fine. I, I'm someone that is fully against lying, but there are gray areas and little asterisks on everything in life. And I think this is one where, yeah, Go ahead and just do little things like this. You get ice cream out of it. You get fajitas out of it. And he gets to be happy. You're not making him take time off work. You're not making him lose sleep. It's it's nice. 
there are honestly times where I'm bored and I'm like, Abby, please give me something to do. And she's like, there's nothing. I'm like, just make it up. And then she'll, she's like, you know what? Fine. And so she'll just make something up for me to go do. And I'm like, oh, great, great. You want me to do that? And I go do it. She's like, I didn't, I didn't really need you to, but yeah, sure. I want you to do that. It's, it's a fixer. A doer needs those things. So I say kudos to you. Gold star. Feel no shame whatsoever. Uh, soak in it as long as you can. That's amazing. <sighs> All right. Now here's someone that sounds like the opposite of that man. Hold on. Let me get a sip of my coffee. All right. Here's the title. Whew. I hate my girlfriend's new tattoo. Oh God. Okay. My girlfriend is planning on getting tattooed this week and I absolutely fucking hate it. She's always loved tattoos. And when we met, she had already had several. I don't love them, but whatever. This has never been a problem, but this new one is actually horrendous. And the worst part for me is that it's intentionally horrendous. I can't get into detail because she uses Reddit, but it's bad. She has great taste and all of her other tats are fine. But recently she's become obsessed with the idea of getting an ugly tattoo for ugliness sake. Her reasoning is getting a subversive tattoo that defies the pretty tattoo standards and making other people disgusted and uncomfortable with it or something like that. This girl, she's just letting her freak flag fly. I can't say that phrase. Her freak flag fly. And she just doesn't care. Oh, but I get that he is upset by it. I can kind of understand her reasoning, but I cannot for the life of me understand why someone would want to do that to themselves. And it's killing me inside. At this point, I feel conflicted as her boyfriend because I'm not sure whether I should support her or stop her from doing that to herself. Oh, that's tough. That's really tough. Eh, I can't imagine if Abby was like, I'm going to get a poop emoji tattooed on my forehead. I think I would strongly advise against it. I, I, I mean, I totally get her reasoning, but at the same time, that is such a big move. Oh man, that is a confession. That is a sticky situation too, because it's her body. It's her body. She can do whatever she wants with it and you can take it or leave it, sir. But at the same time, if you're a partner, I guess you're allowed, you're always allowed to. You, okay, here it is. You can support her while still stating your opinion. So you can say, you know, obviously you can get your tattoo. It's, it's not my favorite idea in the world, but you do you, girl. I'll still love you. I just probably won't be attracted to that square inch of your body or square foot of your body. Uh, but I still love you and it's not going to change anything. So you can go in it as that where I can fully, I fully support you. I love you. Do what you want. It's your body. I'm not fond of this tattoo idea, but th- my opinion doesn't matter. And, and you can see what she does with that. She might actually want your opinion or she'll be like, well, yeah, your opinion doesn't fucking matter. And you'd be like, yeah, it doesn't. You do you girl. So don't go into it thinking that you're going to change her opinion, but it might feel nice to to state it and just be like, I love that you're saying fuck you to the world. It's not going to be pretty. And you can state that and just be like, I'm I'm not super into it, but I love that you want to do something for yourself and say, fuck you. So you can support her while still stating it's not your favorite idea in the world. You just, it just depends on how you go about it. And I think that's fair. If you guys are in a very serious, committed relationship and you have been for a long time, if you're a newbie, if you've been dating for a week, then no, fuck off. But if you're in a serious relationship and it's someone you're going to be with forever or for a very long time, I think you get to, to state 
your likes and dislikes, but not to change her mind. Unless she doesn't give a flying fuck and she's like, don't give me your goddamn opinion. I didn't want it. Then that's on you. I don't know your girlfriend. I don't know how she feels about it. If she asks you, I would say don't lie, but don't be rude. Does that make sense? Anyway, you're, yeah. Eh, okay. Next one. This one is a doozy. This one is quite the confession. I prefer some of the kids' bop versions of songs to the originals, especially if the original has curse words in an otherwise poppy ballad, like that new blue song, for example, <laughs> to each his own. I was wondering who the market of kids' bop was. Because I can't stand it for the life of me. And I don't know how parents are surviving listening to that crap. But apparently it's this person. There's an audience for everything. You just got to find it. So I'm happy for you that there are versions of songs for you to enjoy. I don't understand it. But hey, those are your ears, not mine. Just keep your headphones in so I don't have to hear it. I don't care what you're cruising and boop. I was going to say boobing to. Cruising and boozing to. What? I also want to know your age and religious background. That's all. Next one. I like these. Oh, this is fucked up. Okay, trigger warning, eating disorders. I'm trying to trigger warning. I'm trying to do it, okay? I'm trying to be a more aware person. Here we go. Somebody I know developed an eating disorder, and I secretly don't feel bad. Ho! Fuck it up. Shit. God damn. You must not like this human being. You must really not like this human. Okay. Look, I'm going to keep it this short. I know eating disorders are very serious, but this same person would openly fat shame people, making somebody else develop an eating disorder. I, oh, so karma hit him. Well, actually, for me, that is telling me that they had an eating disorder way before they publicly had an eating disorder. They felt shame in their own body and they've had a terrible relationship with food prior to their diagnosed eating disorder. Uh, so they've actually been struggling with this a lot longer than you actually realize it. Because if someone doesn't give a fuck about food, doesn't give a fuck about what someone else is eating, right? So they're only fat shaming because they are scared to be fat, which means they are regulating their own body. And they are only commenting about what other people eat because they're thinking about what the fuck they're eating. Um, so this person has had an eating disorder long before you realize it. I also sort of see it as karma since I remember them making fun of someone else with an eating disorder. They're just projecting. They're also a very terrible person and have said stuff much more than this that I can't disclose. Am I a terrible person for feeling this way? Oh, I mean, I, I feel bad for the person, um, but I hate that they projected their eating disorder and their issues with food onto other people. That's never cool. That's never okay. And I'm not saying it's right by any means, but I understand what you're feeling. You're like, ha, you suck and you got shit thrown at your face. Even though you were trying to throw it at other people's faces. I totally get that. But this person has already struggled and they had no right, no right to make other people feel bad for what they were eating or how they looked. That is a shit person. And they were projecting their own issues onto other people. And that is not okay by any means. Uh, I would say stop the cycle. <laughs> Everyone just fucking shut up about what other people are eating and sh fucking shut up about other people's bodies and just let them be. 
Don't even, I don't, no, no positive talk about other people's bodies either because if you only praise them for when they look skinny or fit, but not when they have gained weight or are unfit because life fucking happens, then they're going to realize you're only commenting when they're skinny and fit and not when they're maybe a, a few pounds heavier or whatever. And they will put that in their brain. And I just kicked the camera. Sorry for those viewing it. So everyone just shut the fuck up. Just stop. Stop talking about what people eat and stop talking about people's bodies and just let it fucking be. You have the chance to break the cycle in this relationship with that person. Just bleh. And if people start saying stuff around you, shut them down. You don't have to be mean. You can be very kindly. Just be like, oh, actually, let's not talk about that. We don't know people's issues around us. Just shut it down. <sighs> that sucks. I understand your feelings completely. Totally understand. But this person was clearly struggling long before you realize it and fuck them for projecting, but stop the cycle of negativity. That's all. All right. Before we move on to the next confession, let's check to see if we have another sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor. Here's another one. Am I a cheater? Yep. If you're questioning it, you are. That is just my go-to. If you're like, am I being disrespectful? Am I crossing a line? Yep. If you're questioning it, you are. There it is. If you're doing anything where you're like, oh, I hope my partner doesn't find out. Wrong. It's wrong. Don't do it. You did it. Wrong. Okay. And then it says, do I deserve forgiveness? Yep. Let's find out. I've never used this before. I'm guessing they're saying Reddit. They've never used Reddit before. I've never had to, oh, but here goes nothing. Sorry, I'm reading this very dramatically. I am a 19-year-old female. I have recently been seeing a boy. We'll call him F. We are not in a relationship, but we have agreed we're not seeing other people. I don't, not, if you're not seeing other people, that means you're exclusive, right? If you're exclusive, that means you're together. I will never understand this. I am such a deep bat boot person. You meet, you flirt, you date. You're official, right? If, when you're dating, you can date other people because you're dating. If you're not dating other people, then you're exclusive, which means you're officially together. Am I wrong here? Maybe people like their situationships, but I refuse to acknowledge those or be involved in those. You meet, you flirt, you date, you're official. If you're dating, you can date other people. If you're exclusive, that means your boyfriend, girlfriend, or girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, or partners. And you can't date other people. This, that's just how my little black and white brain works here. Okay. <sighs> okay. We are not in a relationship, but we have agreed we're not seeing other people. After we agreed that, we had an argument and he blocked me. For all I was aware, this was the end of us and I was never going to talk to him again. During the time of me being blocked, I slept with another boy. This was a boy we all, we will all, this was a boy we will all A. Oh, we will call A. They didn't spell it right. That's not on me. Me and A was in the same friendship group. He had a girlfriend. We'll call L. Girl! This is getting messy. I bloody hated this girl when I first met her, so she was not on my mind at the time. But you know, you fucking knew. You fucking knew. Me and F ended up rekindling not too long after, and I never told him about me and A. Okay, this sounds like Ross and Rachel. We were on a break. 
As I got to know Elle, we actually became really good friends. Okay, so, oh, girl, this is, this is so messy. This is so messy. <sighs> Recently, A and L had broken up, and I was supporting her through a tough breakup. I'm glad they broke up, because he's a cheater that he used you to cheat with. I'm getting stressed. But I couldn't live with myself not telling her about me and A, so I told her. She blocked me. Yeah, as she fucking should. And told me she never wanted anything to do with me, as deserved. And she also texted F and told him that I slept with A. He doesn't know the full story, but won't bother to listen to it. I slept with A the time I was blocked. Am I a cheater? Do I deserve being blocked by him? Do I deserve some redemption for telling L about me and A? Am I, also, am I an awful person because I genuinely feel horrible about, about all of it? Help. P.S. This story may be a little over the place. Sorry. Okay. Someone responded and said, you sound miserable. <laughs> oh my God. Someone said, yes, you are a cheater. Be more considerate of others' feelings. There's an old rule that goes, don't shit where you eat. It's meant for the workplace and it means don't sleep with your coworkers. Same rules apply to friends, but that should be obvious. And someone said, you're not a cheater. He blocked you. You weren't talking. It is exactly as you thought, a break. Break means time apart. So you're all good. Um... And someone said, not a cheater, just a home wrecker. I think F dodged a bullet. I doubt you wouldn't have eventually cheated on him. I'm going to say y'all are messy, messy, messy people. That is just a mess of a mess. Here's the thing. I'm annoyed that you guys weren't official boyfriend, girlfriend, but you were exclusive. That's just going to bug the shit out of me. That was a recipe right then and there for a um, quote unquote miscommunication and confusion so you could i don't know why if you're exclusive why not be boyfriend girlfriend i don't get it i don't get it but there are a few things to factor in how long have you been blocked how long were you blocked like also so immature of him so fucking immature of him to block you so if he blocked you for five minutes and you cheated in that five minutes girl that's on you if you were blocked for a week and, or, you know, let's say three days, you're blocked for three days. Cause that, I think that's rational. And you're like, well, I guess I'm fucking broken up, whatever. Do you, um, I don't know this. It's messy is what it is. I will say though, you should have never slept with the dude who was dating someone that was a mess. And then that girl, I don't, I don't really know if you should have ever told that girl, maybe, I don't know. I mean, like, why? Unless she was, like, thinking about getting back together with him. Just the whole thing is a mess. And I don't know. You're technically, I guess, well, I don't know if you're on a break because you guys never talked about it. I think it really depends on how long you were blocked. This whole thing is just messy. I just, I'd say take a deep breath, find new friends and a new boyfriend and start from scratch and just make sure you know the rules before you do stuff. I guess it is a gray area on if you cheated, but you definitely did sleep with someone who was in a relationship with someone else and then became friends with that someone else. And that's a little weird to me. And you helped her through the breakup. That just seems very shady. It seems like a very shady situation. Um, yeah, that's just a mess. That's a mess to me. All right. Um, I'm actually going to change my camera battery real quick. So just wait one second. All right. That one second passed. How'd you do? Were you okay with it? Did you survive that one second moment? I hope you did so that you can hear 
the next confession, which is titled, I'm starting to resent my sibling's happiness. Oh, family drama. Step right up. Step right up. Let's get the tea. So my sister got engaged over our vacation last week in Orlando. She's 27 and I'm 25. All right. My brother, 22. You're a middle child. Noted. My brother, 22, has a baby and has been engaged for a year now. They both have their own homes and are building families and lives. Meanwhile, I had to move back in with my parents. My girlfriend left me and I am working a job I hate with tons of student loan debt and a degree I don't use. None of this is their fault, obviously, and I love them both to death. It's just hard to listen to my sister complain about something in her life when she and my brother have a fairy tale life to me that I do anything for, and it just sucks. I don't want to be negative. I don't want to have negative feelings toward my family. It's just really hard to be surrounded by so much fucking happiness when I don't really have any. Woe is me. I'm so sorry you're going through a breakup. Other people shouldn't stifle their happiness to make you feel better. Go find your happiness. That is not on them. Go. You are sitting there and woe is me. I hate my job. My girlfriend left me. I live with my parents. Fine. Go do something that makes you happy. Go do something you can brag about. I fully understand if you are depressed, do something about it. And I know that's easier said than done a thousand percent. I understand that. But you, it is, it's not your sibling's fault and they shouldn't have to stifle themselves around you. They shouldn't have to censor their happiness or whatever. You sound like you are just someone that goes, ah, nothing good is happening for me. And then you just sit there and don't go and create things for yourself. They went out and made their families and got their jobs and made, got their houses and you didn't. I totally understand if the breakup went bad and, you know, that stuff happens, life happens, but you get back up. And that's a really shitty view to look at someone and resent them for having the life you want instead of being like, hey, how'd you do that? Let me learn. I strive for that. I look up to you for that. How do I fucking obtain that? Being jealous and mad at someone for succeeding is trash. Absolute trash. You can be like, fuck, I want that. And then just you, you use that to get it. You use that as motivation. Ask them questions. Learn from them. Don't resent them by any means. Again, if you have, uh, if you have depression or something that's, that's a, valid, uh, a valid reason that you're being stopped from really getting out there, but it doesn't sound like that. I feel as though you would have stated something like that. But no, that's tr- if if someone I love is succeeding, I am so happy for them. Even if I want that for myself and I'm not having it, there's been definitely times for people that have what I want and they're succeeding. And I don't resent them for it. I don't get mad at them for it. I'm happy for them. And then I ask them how t- to help me basically. Like, how do I do that? I want that. And I, I either follow their steps, footsteps or get advice from them. That's such a negative thought process. Don't do that. Don't woe is me. Never woe is me. You can complain for a second and be like, fuck, my life sucks right now. Fuck. Okay. This is what I'm going to do about it. Have your plan. I feel bad for your siblings. I really do. That sucks for them because they're not doing anything wrong. All right. This one is titled, 
why does everyone get upset about public sex? What do you mean? Consent. I don't want to see that. I did not consent to seeing that. Oh my God. I have a thing for banging women in the alleyway at the local dive bar I go to. Wow, you sound like a stand-up person. You have a thing for banging women in an alley. How romantic. And people always see my banging some broad in the ass and start yelling or go inside to the bartender and complain about it. Like, okay, your 10-year-old kid saw me having sex. Like they aren't watching porn. Bro, you did it in front of a kid? That's just, you can't be a real human. You're a terrible thing. I don't even want to call you human. It's sex. Everyone has sex. Not a goddamn 10-year-old. I wasn't watching people have sex at 10 years old. Are you kidding me? It's natural and normal, and I don't understand why people care so much about me having sex in the alley at night with some hefty broad. You are trash. The comment on this is, you and those hideous sweat dogs are going to traumatize the whole neighborhood before you die of jungle rot. I agree. It shouldn't be an issue. No one is getting hurt. What the fuck? You're all disgusting. That is foul. That is so... Y'all... Y'all, I I don't know how you're not getting arrested. If a 10-year-old saw you, how are you not being arrested? And how are you doing it at the same fucking dive bar? The bartender has to be your friend. What the fuck? Oh, this one is just... I now understand. I never want to speak to you again. Stay away from me. That was just a confession. That is to somebody. Someone stated that. They wanted someone to see it. They were trying to make a move. That person just posted a very dramatic move, hoping to get the attention of someone else. All right. This one is titled, My First Time. Growing up, me and my best friend, And we'll just call him Jim Bob. We've been best friends since third grade. Inseparable. If it wasn't at his house, it was at mine. And the weekends, I always stayed the night at his house. Well, when we were 12, I was at his place one weekend. And he just said with no hesitation, hey, you want to give me a blowjob? I told him I didn't know how. We first did that every couple days. And then one day he said, hey, you're going to get me hard. And I'm going to fuck your brains out. How old were you? You were 12? Well, after a few years, we did that daily. Oh, 30 years later, we still get together. Okay. This is... Are you both boys? Or are you a girl? Not that it matters. Someone says, sounds like a very happy ending. (laughs) I suppose most of us have Jim Bobs in our lives. It depends on if they're male or female. I just prefer the female ones. I mean, you're, you were not consenting adults. That, did he ever reciprocate to you? Did you enjoy it? I have questions. You don't seem too distraught about it, considering you do it 30 years later and you're in your 40s now. All right, that's fine. Someone said, I want to cheat. I want to cheat on my husband for a younger guy. That's it. Someone said, poor guy. Another said, you should do it. This is very common. YOLO. (laughs) What the fuck? Someone said, we are all haunted by the things we want. Some of fall prey to those demons. Someone said, it sounds very exciting, but bear in mind, 
that you may not want to end your marriage and you will have that as a very real possibility. Good luck. Someone said, not worth it. Wow. In-depth responses, everybody. Good job. In-depth responses. I like it. Don't cheat. Don't fucking cheat. It's not that hard, people. You just don't do it. Ooh. <laughs> I think it's funny when a popular, beautiful couple has a fugly baby slash kid. Bonus points when they used to say how cute their kids will be. Yikes, LOL. Oh my God. You <laughs> People of all walks of life come and f- just come to Reddit, don't they? Oh God. Well, this one's sad. I don't, not that the other ones weren't. I don't love my engagement ring. This is my first post here. So please let me know if I'm doing anything wrong. The title basically says it, but I need to explain so I don't come across the wrong way. I've been seeing my boyfriend for a while and we've discussed marriage. I know that he has a ring and a while ago I accidentally caught a glimpse of it. It's okay if you were snooping girl. That's fine. It's a small ring, which I'm fine with because my work and hobbies are not conducive to wearing a large ring. Before anyone calls me entitled, I am not saying that the ring is too small or too cheap. However, I love that this stone is a family heirloom and it really makes me feel like I'm becoming part of his family. I am slightly disappointed though. I would never tell him or any of my friends this, but I don't like the setting of the stone. It's in a prong setting and I feel like the setting is not as secure as it could be. I would have preferred a cathedral setting. I don't know what the fuck any of these words mean. Or one with more support. I know this is a small issue and I could have it reset later. But at the most, I am worried that once I start wearing it, I will somehow break it through clumsiness or lose the stone. I know that would be devastated if that happened because of the stone has been worn in his family for a long time. I love him and cannot wait to start a life together. But I can't help this little voice in my back of my mind that doesn't love the ring. Someone said, you seem to care more about your ring than your boyfriend. Someone says, it's fine if you don't like the ring, but it's honestly one of the last things to be worried about when it comes to marriage. People are saying you should be able to change it. Yeah. So here's the thing. I actually have known women that don't like the ring. And I found out a story about someone I know. I'm not friends with her, but she's a friend of a friend who did not like her ring and knew it was insured. So she quote unquote lost it and got a new one. I full heartedly believe you should fully know exactly what your partner wants before you purchase a ring. It kind of loses the element of surprise, but this is something they're supposed to wear in theory forever. So they should really like it. Now this one, I think your feelings are valid. You can say, Hey, I love this ring. I love, I love everything about it. All the things you said, but say, I'm really scared of the setting. I would really like to get it reset because I don't want to be the one that loses this. And I want to wear this forever. And I'd never want to be scared of losing this, this gem. So I think that's valid. If you state that once he proposes with it, you can be like, oh my God, I love it so much and get it reset. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Someone said that actually what you say, what you said above that the setting looks too fragile and you'd hate to lose the family stone. So can I have it reset into a sturdier one? There's nothing wrong with that. People are very scared of confrontation. Uh, Usually some have very good reasons to be. But that one, I think, is something, if his ego gets bruised with that, if he gets mad at that, maybe that's a red flag. Look into that a little bit. Just my advice. But uh, yeah, I think everything you said was super, super valid. 
I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it'd be, oh, sorry, I got tired. I should drink more of my coffee. I think people should be more involved in their wedding ring. People have preferences, and they're going to wear it forever. They should like it. It's a piece of jewelry. Uh, There's a lot on here that people are just admitting that they're cheating or they want to cheat. Y'all need help. Just break up with the person. If you don't want to be with them, just break up with them. All right, let's do one more and then move on. Um... I love someone who hates me. I met a boy, JD, when we were young. I knew I liked him. We were friends. He met my parents. He never knew I liked him. Uh, Then I fucked up. I was getting harassed for being gay, and people accused him and I of dating. I didn't want him to be harassed like I was. I stopped all contact for years until recently. He told me he hates me. He thought I was a narcissist. He told me to off myself. I love him so much, and he hates me. What? Okay, so you pushed him away because you were secretly gay and you didn't want him to get any hate for that, but he, you were his best friend and he's like, what the fuck? Why are you cutting me off? He told you to off yourself though. That's a little fucking extreme. What else did you do? I'm so confused by all of this. (sighs) Man, these confessions were heavy. These were a lot of really heavy confessions. That was a lot. I don't quite know what to do with all that. I'm going to end it here. I wasn't supposed to have answers or solutions. I was supposed to just read y'all's confessions and just judge you, even though I probably shouldn't. But I judged a lot of you. I'm sorry. You put it out there. You put it out there for people to see and judge. So I did it. I judged. Okay. But that's it. That's all. (laughs) I love you guys so much. This was such an intense one. What are people? Everyone go, if you can, go get some therapy. Please go find an accountability partner. Go try and better yourself. Look inward. Figure yourselves out. When you, do, when you do actions, when you do things in the world, think about other people first. Think about the consequences of your actions. Think about how it's going to affect other people before you do things. Trust me, it'll make your life a lot easier. You won't have as much drama. You will have way less guilt. And you won't feel like shit, okay? Think about others. Think about what you think is right and wrong. And stick to it. Be open to discussions. but. Find your moral compass for the love of God. We'd all be a lot better if people did that. All right. I love you guys. Please subscribe. Please follow. And I'll see you next time. This is an abrupt ending. I just can't anymore. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rachel Uncensored, the only place on the internet where you can find the uncensored version of me. Rachel Ballinger. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please like, subscribe, or follow, or do whatever this platform tells you to do so that you can get notified every time I post a new episode. Love ya! Hi listeners, this is Amy from the production team at Realm. Remember the royal wedding? Kind of hard to forget with all those hats, right? Well, what if there was a story about everyone else at the wedding? The maids, the bodyguards the hat makers. All that royal wedding magic doesn't come from nowhere, but these other characters don't get enough time in the spotlight, in our humble opinion. So we created a different type of royal wedding show, perfect for fans of Love Actually. Think vignettes. All of London is abuzz with anticipation of the royal wedding, from the New York paparazzi flown in to catch the money shots to the maids at Buckingham Palace. And every one of them has their own chance at true love. But when the princess bride and her maid of honor go missing, will love prevail? 
Royally Yours is a fun, flirty, and romantic show that intertwines five love stories that will sweep you off your feet. Be sure to listen and subscribe to Royally Yours wherever you get your podcasts, or learn more at realm.fm.